on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. It's just me and Chad this week. Um, Joe's not here because he's at a Burt Kreischer show, uh, probably listening to The Machine Story that we've all probably heard by now, and maybe some people have seen that movie. Who knows? I sure haven't. I don't watch movies. Everyone knows that. Um, but we've got a huge show this week because last time you heard from us, I said, oh, yeah, next week we'll be talking about Full Gear. And because I'm an idiot and I don't know how a calendar works, I forgot that we always take off the week of Thanksgiving. Um, so we obviously didn't have a show last week. So we have two pay-per-views to talk about. And as far as the weekly recap goes, I'm not talking about last week or really anything that happened before Survivor Series. So I really don't give a shit about last week's SmackDown, nor did I, do I even think I watched all of it. I don't think I watched either episode of Collision. I, I I basically took a week off last week from watching all wrestling. It was honestly a lot of fun. Same. <laughs> but yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about everything that we remember slash know of. As always, you can follow us on social media at DDT Russell Pod. Chad, you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 129 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, and I'm joined by Chad. Chad, Hello. we're back. We're back after a week off. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was pretty good. I went up to my parents on the Eastern Shore, enjoyed food, beverages, and a Cowboys blowout. Um, yeah. Pretty good Thanksgiving. You? I hosted for the first time. Um, and let me tell you, I severely underestimated the dishes. <laughs> um, all of the dishes were left in my sink piled up the next day. And it took me 45, me, 45 minutes to clean the dishes because now my whole house is sick except for me. So good. Thank you. Thank you for saying that my, that my family being sick is good. Appreciate it. Was that. A it was a sarcastic good, but you can act <laughs> like it was real if you want. No. No, it's fine. I could be the heel of this podcast. I think, I don't know. I don't, do we have one? I feel like we all usually have the same opinions about stuff for the most part. I feel like if we had to pick someone who was the obvious heel, it'd be Joe. <laughs> I'm actually, so I plan on speaking for Joe on one specific topic tonight. And, uh, well, I'll just say it, but it's about CM Punk. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get there. <clears throat> We have to get through full gear. Well, the news, then full gear. And then we get into Survivor Series where we will almost certainly talk about it. Uh, slash like everything that's happened in this past week with it. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long one. 
let's uh actually one more thing about thanksgiving because i had a, a crazy thing happen to me i think this was the least amount of food i've ever eaten on a thanksgiving really i had my normal full plate of food obviously to start which had you know a little bit of everything and then i went back a little later and got a second plate of the things i liked the most and that was it until way later that night i had a little piece uh i warmed up a little piece of apple pie and then mm. put a scoop of ice cream on top of it. That's that the was best it. right there. That's, That's all. The I, a little apple world. pie a la, a la mode. Best dessert in the world, apple pie. Yeah. It was delicious. My mom, so we had apple pie, we had pumpkin pie. My mom brought a pistachio cake. Hmm. Not your typical, we, we had some atypical Thanksgiving things. It was, I, I, I personally was not expecting anything out of it. I don't eat pistachios a whole lot, so... If ever, like I never gotten by them, you know, it was so good. I was not expecting it at all. And it was green. Kind of weird. From the pistachios. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, but it's just weird eating, <laughs> eating something green. That's not a vegetable. Well, I, uh, my favorite kind of dessert other than like apple pie is mint flavored things. So I'm used to Ooh, green desserts. Eat that hate like mint chocolate chip ice cream i love mint chocolate chip barf ice cream. give me some cookies and cream instead no mint chocolate chip best flavor actually i had something so also in this last week we usually buy ice cream when we go to the store leslie didn't do that this week because i don't know she hates me or something and but we had leftover ice cream like my my i don't remember who brought the apple pie but they also brought like a half gallon of like just regular vanilla bean ice cream well, we only had a little bit of ice cream left like later, like maybe I think it was like last weekend or maybe early this week. And we also have Oreos for my son, like little mini Oreos. Yep. And Leslie made a bowl, like a small bowl for herself. And she just dumped Oreos on top of the plain vanilla ice cream. And I, I just thought it was revolutionary for her own cookies and cream ice cream. Well, also, we have a different flavor of Oreos. We have what well, we had because I finished them all because I put them in my ice cream to finish all the ice cream off. Red velvet flavored Oreos. So just normal Oreos. Because red velvet is just chocolate. But they were red. But they were red. They were just red Oreos. Can I just, can I, can you just let me have this moment? Because it was fucking delicious. <laughs> red velvet is just chocolate. I didn't know that. The The difference of red velvet is that they use cream cheese icing. Well, which makes go. the flavor of the cake taste different. But it's just chocolate flavored cake colored do, red do i look like someone that knows a lot about a, a lot about food don't answer that you did yeah you do <laughs> that's why i was shocked you didn't know that it was just chocolate <laughs> i really didn't it's now just I chocolate like, and cream cheese now i feel like a big dumb idiot just, well, just you know it's nothing new uh okay um let's get into the wrestling uh news we're gonna do this really quick this week um let's give a special shout out and congratulations to ty mello and sammy guevara and Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera. They both had their babies uh, since we last recorded. Yeah, congratulations. Babies. Seem, yeah, babies, babies, babies are good. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, and then the only other thing was the QT Marshall stuff. I you don't have a whole of lot of information about it. So Other, he, uh, he, he came out saying that he's done with AEW. He's he's fulfilled his contractual obligations. And he intends to move on. 
which everyone was kind of like, okay, it's definitely because like he's friends with Cody, but then more and more rumors and like backstage inklings have come out that he was really into his whole QTV storyline. And then when that lost screen time and got moved to like Rampage and got kicked because off collision of, and because Dynamite, of CM Punk. Supposedly because of CM Punk, even though Tony Khan took the fall for it, which is the most asinine thing I've ever heard because he owns the company. So no matter what happens, it is also his fault. Um, but he was like, I'll take the fall for this one. I mean, no, you'll take a responsibility for the fact you are in charge of all of it. But yeah. um, apparently that pushed him away from wanting to resign when there was a possibility that he was going to do that. Hmm. But none well, of that's been confirmed other than the fact that he's done. QT said on X that he is moving on from AEW. So excitement level for QTV uh, elsewhere, Chad? No, um, not even a little <laughs> bit. I almost forgot. I honestly, when I saw the post, forgot QT Marshall was on that show because that skit has just become Johnny Morrison or whatever the Johnny Elite. Well, for me, well, I I think Johnny Elite, but for me, it's like I. It, like QTV was always something I just skipped through because I never, I almost never watched yeah. Dynamite Live. I did this week, but well, actually, I was watching it on an hour delay. I watched the first half of it and I turned it off to watch Auburn basketball. Ooh, how'd that go? Uh, they won by seventeen. Nice, dude. Congrats. Yay. Uh, speaking of AEW, they had a show. Uh, not last weekend, but two weekends ago. Full gear. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do our best to remember everything about it. We do have the beer ratings. Um, so what should we, oh, let's start with signs. It's been two weeks. I I already forget, forgot how to do a podcast. I didn't write down any signs. Okay. I I do want to start out by giving a shout out though, to my buddy, Devin. I watched this whole pay-per-view with him. So I will be giving you Devin quotes occasionally throughout the show. Love that. I can't wait to hear those. Does he watch wrestling? He does watch WWE wrestling. He, he knows stuff that's happening. AEW doesn't watch it very often. Okay. So like he knows WWE wrestlers, which made these comments better. Okay. I personally I like when uh when we have quotes from people that like don't watch wrestling. They usually say like the most ridiculous shit. They're always we'll the see. best. Yeah, we'll see how good they are. Uh my signs, nothing really that was good. Uh I just I'll just go in order. I had a sign that said do a flip. Uh sign that said bruv is all elite, which was true. We'll get to that. True. True. Uh, I saw a sign that said this is not a sign. Kind of weird. Okay. And then another sign that said, I'm a poor, which oh, well. I think it was pretty close to the ring. So maybe that's, they're that's a poor okay. because they paid for those expensive seats. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I missed the first two matches. Uh, I don't oh. remember why. Do you remember why? Yeah, I don't remember why you said you were going to miss them. Was Cam throwing a fit? Yeah, I think my son was. Uh, we had to we had to put him to sleep and do the bedtime routine and it was my night and i couldn't not make it my night so i think i think i legitimately had to turn off the show so that he could watch his youtube sing-along videos that he watches before he goes to bed that makes sense so i gotta be honest with you you did not miss much that's what i figured um well let's start out with the first match was eddie kingston defending his ring of honor world championship against jay lethal Mm-hmm. In the Eddie Kingston versus five old people um, opening match, as he had to ward off uh, Sanjay Butt, um, Jeff Jarrett, um, Jeff Jarrett's wife, uh, the retired Gross. basketball player, 
and Jay Joe's Lee. favorite wrestler, Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. Joe loves the big guys. Yeah, uh, this was basically two and a quarter beers worth of chops. Wow. Um, that was about the only thing I remember about this match is there's a lot of chops. It's the only note I took on this match. Lots of chops. Chops. Uh, yet again, an Eddie Kingston match that falls completely flat for me. Hmm. And I enjoyed almost none of it, especially since Jay Lethal is not able to just be Jay Lethal. He has to be part of Sanjay Butt's group. So, like, his that kills me watching Jay Lethal matches. So, what about what about this past week or two? Uh, in the Continental Classic, yeah, uh, yeah, some good matches there. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, okay, so two and a quarter for that. Then there was Cesaro and Buddy Matthews. Was that next? I have them yeah, written so, down. Um, obviously, my buddy who only ever watched wrestling started off by oh, noticing. I have a that note. I have a note here that these Cesaro are cappuccino. <laughs> so I'll get to that. But he he noticed okay. that these two are both ex WWE personnel, and he was like, "I'm not calling this guy <laughs> Claudio Castagnoli." He basically was like, "I'm going to keep calling him Cesaro," and that's Buddy Murphy. I was like, "Okay, that's fine." I mean, that's. Buddy Matthews, Buddy Murphy, that's the same thing. I mean, my note literally says Savar- Cesaro versus Buddy Matthews. So um, Later in the show, when Edge came out, though, that's when the argument really began about what you should call people. He kept trying to call him Adam Copeland. I said, that's his fake wrestling name. You should call him by his real name, Edge. He's like, <laughs> no, that's his given name. And I was, no, his God-given name is Edge. You're thinking of some <laughs> bullshit fake gimmick. Wait. He's like, is this one of those Cesaro Cappuccino things from earlier? <laughs> Oh, that's great. So you wait, know what if, Claudio Castanoli's name was. If so, who would you say is responsible for giving Adam Copeland the Edge name, Chad? Oh, I don't know, but Edge is his real name, so I don't know why we're calling him Adam Copeland. Or I guess who would you think approved it? Would you say that would be Vince McMahon? Mm, maybe. Mm. So when you say that Edge was his God-given name, are you calling oh, Vince McMahon the, God? The, the God of professional wrestling. <laughs> I just wanted to see if that's kind of what you were thinking. You're coming off like a real heel right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have that. You had that for a uh, beer and a half. Yeah, that was um, entertaining, much more entertaining than the Eddie Kingston match. But uh, other than commentary from my buddy Devin, I've got very little to talk about for this match. Um, Claudio gets the win here. One and a half beers. All right. Uh, then was a match I did watch the guns versus MJF. This is when I thought, you know, like I don't, this was the first inkling of that. I wasn't going to enjoy a lot of this pay-per-view like this. The whole pre-show was not good for me. I mean, it's a pre-show. Yeah. And an AEW one at that. It was the storyline booking of this main, uh, of the, of the last match of the pre-show that was like, Oh man, we are really WWE the shit out of this one. I just, I cannot believe that. So Samoa Joe, I guess they announced that Samoa Joe the night before was going to be his tag team partner, and none of yep. us knew it. Um, which, I knew it. I just didn't realize it. You had sent out the, the score sheet, and that that was what Joe had picked. I, I didn't click. Joe Joe picked Samoa Joe for his who not on the card will make an appearance, and he was certainly on the card. Well, whatever. Joe didn't win. So, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, guns and MJF. Uh, I was really upset. I have here in all caps that Juice Robinson isn't going to be here. Apparently, Juice Robinson is really hurt. Actually hurt. Like, legitimately. So that that sucks. Um, 
he was my who not on the card will make an appearance. So I was already down from the start. And we had so many similar predictions that at that point I was like, fuck, I'm probably going to lose the title. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> we'll just we'll just give the, the, the listening audience that heads up. We're not going to foreshadow it. He did lose the belt, but it didn't happen for long. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the storyline here is the guns. Like J- Joe actually helps him win this match, and then like immediately walks away after he gets his belt, thinking like, "Oh, I've done what he asked me to fucking do. I'm getting my world title match. I don't care anymore." And the guns just start obliterating MJF. Yeah. Um, so and this was kind of like when we did the prediction show where I was like, "Oh," and I, we all picked the guns. I was like, "I feel like they're gonna hurt MJF." and it'll create doubt that he could win later in the show but they just went they i mean as soon as they started beating him up i was like here we go creating doubt that he could even win later in the show um they did a completely different angle than that um uh adam cole made an appearance on crutches which definitely piqued some interest uh as far because of all of the devil stuff uh and mjf got taken out in an ambulance Yes. They made they they said the main event was canceled, and then Adam Cole came out and said that he's going to take MJF's place in the world title match while he's standing there on crutches. Yeah. At which point it was pretty obvious MJF was coming back, but also at the same time it was like, what are we doing? This was dumb. Apparently, backstage, uh, Jay White was unhappy with this storyline. Oh, for sure, I would be too. He he basically lost to a guy who earlier in the night had been carted away in an ambulance. You know, like how does like, that make him look as a guy who was undefeated going into the show? Like what they should have done was not take him out in an ambulance and just have him in the trainer's room all night and just have the trainers and Adam Cole be there and be like, dude, the trainers don't think you should do this. You got you really shouldn't do this. I mean, look at me. You could end up like me, Adam Cole. You could end up like me. And then he heroically goes out and performs in the match. Yeah. That would have been a way cleaner way to do this. But yeah, but instead we just we we got we, what we got. We kind of wrecked the the immediate future of Jay White. Yeah. Unless he's gonna win the Continental Classic, which he but, very well could. I mean he could, but are we not thinking Eddie Kingston's winning that because he put his belt on the line? I don't think he is. He's hasn't won a match yet, I don't think. It is true. I don't think I think he is 0 and 2. I haven't really been paying that much attention. I mean, it's yeah. all on my TV, but end all be know. all. Conan O'Casting aside, this storyline it was irritating. It was very WWE in the '90s kind of style for me. Um, oh, it reminded me a lot of like some of these retros we're watching, where Stone Cold. There was one where he got taken out in an ambulance early in the show, and then he drove the ambulance back to the show and wrestled the match. It yeah. was literally that. Well, WWE also pulled that that same kind of thing the next week but um yeah i mean and then the whole time you're just listening to jr on these retros i i don't know if we're gonna see stone cold steve austin here tonight oh i don't know what's gonna happen by god triple h you son of a bitch or whatever jr would say i mean yeah something along those lines (laughs) he didn't show up for this pay-per-view we didn't know jr i don't know how much more we're gonna get him yeah um all right, last match on the pre-show got 2.75 beers, and then we opened the show, which this was hilarious to me, because um, when we made predictions, you were like, and this match is inevitably, inevitably going to be the second to last match on the card, 
And I was like, yeah, but all these old guys, like they should go on first because they're old and they need to get their nap time. And here we go. It was the first match <laughs> on the card. <laughs> Sting, Darby, and Edge versus Christian, Dinosaur, and Nick Wayne. Whoa. You meant to say Sting, Edge, and Darby with Ric Flair versus oh, yeah, I forgot Ric Flair was Dinosaur. There. We're not calling him that new name. I'm I'm still calling him Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. That's our They are now known as the Patriarchy, according to Wikipedia. Well, are they even a thing anymore? I didn't watch this week long enough to know. I didn't watch Collision either week. I so didn't I... watch I didn't watch Collision either week, but I'll, here's what I'll say is what I noticed this week. Is, did you see the Edge and Christian promo on Wednesday? I saw, yeah, I, sh- I saw like a TikTok like of what of Christian what happened. said. Or what I, edge, just what, what Christian said? said. I just saw Christians. I didn't oh. see any of Edge's. Okay. Um, You'll have we'll to tell to me that. about that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, we had some expletives. Um, but Dinosaur and Nick Wayne were not there with him. So I don't He's know. He's his own man. He's independent. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Either way, uh, this match, um, let's see. There we had uh, girls. Was it? I don't know if it was little girls, but girls creepily singing christian cage's music that was weird oh that was the worst entrance i've seen in a long time uh and i have a nigel mcginnis quote about rick flair okay. he said in his british accent he comes back more often than herpes and at this point he's just <laughs> as welcome <laughs> like i said my buddy was here so we were doing a lot of chit-chatting during the matches <laughs> like so i didn't catch that but my god Nigel McGinnis. That, that was fucking hilarious. I loved that. Dude, this week my kids wanted to watch uh they wanted to know what war games matches were like. So I t- I, I showed them a match um back from back in the NXT days when they did them. Ooh, and Nigel, I showed them the first the three on three one, on three. Uh-huh. The the first women's one. So the one where Tegan Knox gets got turned on by De- yeah, it got turned on by Dakota. Okay. <clears throat> but Nigel McGinnis and Mara Ronaldo. Or the tech, t- or the oh, commentary team for it. I miss Mauro Ronaldo so much. I miss some, Nigel and Mauro some, together. Some people really hated Mauro Ronaldo. I loved him. I did enjoy him. I loved Mauro. It's Ronaldo. way better than Vic Joseph and Booker T. Fucking Kevin Patrick. Oh yeah, sugar dog quack quack. <laughs> I just really want Kevin Patrick to switch with Vic Joseph because Vic Joseph is slightly more tolerable than yeah. kevin patrick and i don't watch nxt so just put <laughs> kevin patrick and booker t on nxt and that way i never have to listen to them i only have to listen to them on the fucking pre-show if i if i decide to watch it when booker t makes his hellacious predictions Ugh. oh yep uh christian's team the patriarchy they lose this match uh shocker uh I wasn't got... there some darby oh no the dark the really bad darby spot was the last pay-per-view but there was a bad one here where he took an apron choke slam. Oh, from from Dinosaur. Dinosaur slams him in, from the ring, picks him up and slams yeah. him on the fucking. It looked rough. His body went like he bounced so violently that he couldn't catch himself. Yeah. As he hit the floor either. So it just looked like he was like a fucking pinball. Yeah. Hit the and ring. I, apron, I think uh, the floor they... and then the table. They mentioned that he's doing his Mount Everest climb soon on this sh- on on f- during full gear, so he might be like still preparing for it or doing it right now. Apparently, know. we're not going to see him a lot in 2024 at all, and that 2024 is the year he's doing it. So, oh, he's pre- so he's preparing. He's probably getting healed up. I mean, I would assume we're going to see him uh, in Greensboro for Revolution. 
Yeah. Uh, which that was announced, by the way. Greensboro yes. Coliseum for Revol- or for Revolution Sting's last match. Um, another note I took during this match is just, you know, some simple math that I did. Some simple math we could have been doing this whole time. Sting is almost 50 years older than Nick Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that is simple math. <laughs> they wrestled uh, in a match together. It's just like, how have we not like thought about these? Almost 50 geez. He was almost 50 years old when Nick Wayne was born. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just insane. Um, Got some Ric Flair interference right in front of Rick Knox. Rick Knox did nothing. Uh, Let's see. Faces win. Two and a half beers. Two and a half beers. Yep. Uh, Then we got the segment uh, where they canceled the main event and then Adam Cole was going to fight MJF on one leg, uh, which is when I made the switch, to, uh, a free switch to Jay White because I you had to hurting. do something. Yeah. Yeah. You um, were hurting. So it, it was just like the irony of all of it when we got to the main event was that MJF was so hurt that he couldn't wrestle. So what are we going to do? We're going to put a guy who's on crutches in there. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. This <sighs> is just, I hated it. Um, speaking of things I didn't really enjoy, um, the next match, maybe the most disappointing match on this card, we had Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. I blame the crowd here. They didn't seem very into it. Yeah, they were really hyped on the first match. Yeah. Uh, and they they were not able to keep the momentum into the second match, but this was also nowhere near as good as their main event from all out. No, I mean that's main event as well. You're you gotta be thinking like how like Obviously, the crowd's not going to get as hyped for the second match on the card versus the main event, but yeah, still, this in theory should have been a good match. Um, John Moxley bled, shocker, shocking. Yep, that was pretty crazy. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't really even have a whole lot of notes for this. I have Lots no of notes. orange punches. He had to give about six of them to knock John Moxley down. Yeah. So, I got one point seven five beers. Yep. Orange Cassidy retains. He's still the international champ. And then we got Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. AEW this, Women's World Championship. I, I want to say this was good, but this, they didn't do a good job in this match selling main spots. Like, so for instance, near the end of the match, Luther hands her like a, a, a cigarette dish or something along those lines. It looked like the thing you put your spoon in after you've done stewing, stirring your, your pasta. And you put the spoon on this little thing. Yeah. It, it was metal. And so she puts it in her ass, like in her. Not in her butthole, like in her, on, on her, covering in, her, bu- between her butt cheek and her tights. Yeah. In her, in her pants. Um, And then it completely just fell to like the bottom of her, her ass. It was very and poorly it was, executed. It was obvious to the crowd. It was obvious to all of us. And it, it should have been obvious to the referee. But then that would have killed the spot that it was used to win the the match. You so like see, you the say poor that execution sh- here kind of killed the main spot. You I say still this was good. You say that it should have been obvious to the referee, but they played perfectly in the kayfabe here. The referee was Aubrey Edwards. Obviously, Oblivious. she wasn't going to see it. Oblivious. She was probably twiddling her thumbs, looking elsewhere, dancing to Swerve's music. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony Storm. Wins the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Mariah May congratulates her. Um, Bring some flowers out. 
Yeah, sup. I got 3.75 beers. Not the best women's match of the night. Ooh. I I I think, I think you're right, but also this this show was two weeks ago. Definitely not the best match of the night. There's one match in particular everyone knows yeah. that uh, will live forever in my head. Um, oh it, yeah, it was insane, and I could not stop. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Every second of it, I was like, "Oh my god, uh, we will get to it." I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but up next was the highest beer rating ladder match in the podcast history. Really? Yes, I put it I in the beer. We were going to say on the card, and I scrolled down to the one, and it did this not was, beat that one. This is not the highest beer rating on this card, but is the higher highest beer rating of a ladder match in the database. That's crazy. I guess ladder matches have big moments, but I don't think they use they don't do a lot of enough the, um, to get like seven or eight beers. You know? Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like knocking someone off a ladder is a cool spot, but not worth a. It's a not sip. even. It's not even a sip. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of the ladder matches I looked in the in the the beer rating database and I saw like fours, four and a halves. I'd like to see what um the six man ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship gets. Oh, dude, I can't wait to get to those. Uh, also the um Escalera de la Muerte match yes. from 2019. Uh, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, there's got to be some money in the bank ladder match that just went off the rails. Yeah, I'm sure there's one, but so maybe far, like one of those like uh, mid 2010s ones where it was like 10 people in the match. Yep. This ladder match featured four tag teams. We got Ricky Starks and Big Bill, the champions coming in. Uh, House of Black, uh, La Faction, Ingobernable, and FTR. Look, I just How- want to tell you something. Malachi Black needs to get the fuck out of there. I mean, I agree with you. The House of Black is underutilized, and Malachi and Brody King are main eventers. Yeah, and they are not seen that way in AEW, even though they are doing. Brody I mean, King is doing well in this the classic. But that's like, that's why I didn't mention him as getting the fuck out of there. Is I think he could thrive as a single star, but they just don't do anything with the House of Black. Which, which I mean, obviously, I'm going to sound dumb when we get to a few matches from now, but still. Like, well, they're pushing her, but like the other three, the the men of this faction are they have won one trios title between the three of them. And that is the only belt any of these three men that are three of the most underrated wrestlers in the business for me. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess what win. you wanted to say earlier was I told you so. I fucking told you all. Yeah. The, it, yeah. It was I dumb. told you history said that I was going to get this one right. And yeah, here we are. Like, and history was once again that four fatal four ways at AEW pay-per-view for tag team titles just stay with the tag team titles. <sighs> I just I really didn't want to pick them because they were you, you know, like it's that classic, like, oh, these guys picked the stipulation of the match to try and benefit them. So obviously they're not gonna win. You no, know, this is AEW. Yeah. Fucking stupid. But this was really entertaining. This was if if the other match that you're, you keep talking about hadn't happened, I would have thought this was the best match on the card. Um, but then the De- Texas death match happened. So. I loved all the uh, the beef chants that Big Bill and Brody King were getting. Yes. Um, also, that was one there, of my notes. <laughs> there was a point. <laughs> there was a point 
some dumb guy in the crowd saying like probably just trying to instigate and uh trying to get a wrestler to react and big bill didn't but i found it so funny that because it got caught on a microphone big bill was on the outside and you just hear some guy who's probably drunk who it probably reminds me a lot of one of the three of us he just yells at big bill he's like big bill how are you so big <laughs> But he he didn't say anything back. It's just like trying to get a reaction out of him, but he didn't say anything. I wish he would have reacted. I wish Taz would have heard that. Taz would have explained why they call him Big Bill. Because he's big and his name's Bill. Thanks, Taz. <laughs> God damn. Uh, man, what what spots do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Brody King pile driver onto a ladder uh, that did not break. Um yeah. So I just have written down lots of gross ladder spots, so you're going to have to run with this. But I do remember this now. The So Brody King got, oh, I think, Drillistico, and then did a, a like a jumping uh, pile driver, like gotch-style pile driver, onto a fucking ladder that was set up between the table and the ring. And like the side of the table, the thing broke. So as soon as they hit, they like fell over onto yeah. the floor. I don't think they were supposed to because then someone else put some Drillistico back, back up onto it for the next move where they did like a splash and then where broke cash, the ladder. I remember that cash did a splash yeah. off the top rope through through the ladder this time. Yeah, through the ladder this time. It was gross. Both of those. And there was also another really bad one. Wasn't there one with like chairs? Chairs. Or am I thinking about something else? I'm <sighs> thinking I might be thinking about Hangman and I think that the fact that the Texas death match happened like two matches later, like most of the things I remember about this pay-per-view are in that match. Um, so I'm losing some of the, the remembrance from two weeks ago of what happened in the full gear. I mean, in the ladder match, but I remember thinking how good this was. I do remember a couple spots. I would like to say, I told you so. And as I said earlier, highest rated ladder match on the podcast at five and a half beers. That'll get broken at some point. Yeah, I think so but, too. But yeah, I was I, I, mean, good, I was shocked when I saw it and go number one. Yeah, I mean, good for it to get that spot. I wouldn't want to drink five and a half beers in that short amount of time. No, no, I've done it. Unfortunately, been there, done that. Been but, there, done that. But I, you know, I'm over thirty years old now. I just can't do it anymore. And Chad hasn't been able to do it for what? I'm thirty-one. You motherfucker! God, damn it! <laughs> You know, if you didn't get so mad about it, we wouldn't. I don't think we would do it. It's because yeah. like the quantity of gray hair I'm getting is is quickly approaching your quantity of gray hair. Yeah, you have um, so <laughs> you have so much less gray hair than I do too. It's funny. Yeah, but it's it's getting worse and worse, like week by week. It feels like Ugh. maybe maybe you should be hair. uh maybe you should color it. Maybe you should be a just for men guy. No, I'm, I refuse to do that. I'm okay. I'm a, I'm just gonna embrace the gray. Okay. I blame um, the navy for literally every piece of it. Yeah, I mean, that's why I got out. That and a multitude of other things. But yeah, I don't think uh, that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next match TBS title, Triple Tret, Chris Statlander, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue. I thought this was really good. They had a lot of close finishes here. The, um, what was it? The failed mist throwing out like, um, Julia Hart and then the, the code blue on, Chris Statlander, Sky Blue. I remember. Moment. I remember the code blue. It just looked so cool. It looked like the match was over. Yeah, 
and Chris Statlander did a wonderful job at 2.999 kick out to sell it. The crowd was so over on both Sky Blue and Julia Hart that like I felt this like was, if anyone this, won, the crowd was gonna go crazy. This match was perfectly placed on the card too. Between the two matches, like the crowd was hyped. It was it was honestly kind of the perfect crescendo to the next match. Um yeah. For like crowd hype. I just want to give it a shout out. I mean, you got to think like both Julia Hart and Sky Blue had very limited experience going into AEW. And Julia mean, Sky, Hart's like 22, isn't she? Yeah, she's like very, very young. And Sky Blue, while she had some indie time, is almost more well known for her pictures of her in a bikini than she is for her wrestling. Oh, what? I've never even seen one of those. Uh, I'm sure you have. But <laughs> she both of those women crushed this match. Yeah. And Chris Statlander talked about it at the last press conference that they're both like the the people up and coming in this company but like god damn the three of these women are the future of aw's women's division absolutely there's gotta there's, be some there's some more tony storm's still young too tony she's Storm also, also the right young. now she's the right yeah. now yeah mariah may is the future of that oh, sub i think tony storm's more attractive but i didn't say i didn't not say sub to her either point being i want to shout out these three women for a great middle of the car match that had very low expectations in my mind. Um, Julia Hart with the uh, victory, although we all picked it kind of yeah. a shocker on the internet, apparently. Um, yeah, I don't the know crowd how. was all for it. The crowd was all for it. I'm all for it. I am glad we're giving her a chance to to break out. Yeah, and she had a title defense uh, last night. That wasn't terrible. I forget who, who, she, who oh, she, she faced. Uh, Emi Sak- Sakura. Emi Sakura. Emi she Sakura. Won? Yeah, she, she won. won? Of course. I, I stopped watching Dynamite after the MJF promo. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, that got a 1.75 beers. And then uh, not a return, not a debut, because we've seen him a lot. Will Ospreay is all elite. He's the big signing of a guy who's wrestled six times in the last six months for this company. <laughs> he's had more matches than half the roster. <laughs> and he's all elite. Yay. I think regardless, I'm happy. Um, and also like him talking about how, you know, this isn't going to affect uh, like his standing in the United Empire with New Japan. Like he still has to stay affiliated with them and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. And New Japan said still... they're more than welcome for him to come back and wrestle periodically. Yeah. So like we're still going to see him multiple times a year with New Japan, probably kind of like we did with uh, like Moxley and Kenny uh, at the beginning of AEW, you know, and um I think also like uh, who else am I weirdly uh, Lance Archer went over there a couple times because he I think he won the U.S. title or competed for it yeah a few times or in early AEW so dude Lance Archer is a get off my fucking screen category person oh boy a bad place to be but that's where he's at um but yeah Will Ospreay he's all elite super big shocker guys wrestled <laughs> a lot for them but I am glad to hear that he will be able to continue to compete in uh, New Japan as I feel like it'd be a detriment to New Japan and the United Empire for him not to continue to be able to go over there and wrestle periodically kind of like John Moxley does you know yeah but it also gives somebody like a great opportunity to step up for United Empire Jeff Cobb for New, for New Japan I great thought Ocon. It, I was gonna say great Ocon oh uh, I did read that the reason why he chose all elite wrestling over hearing um more from WWE because that was that was a conversation apparently that he wanted to have, but he never really got 
to the point of contacting them and then reaching out to him mm-hmm. um, was because AEW immediately offered him the ability to live at home. Oh, yeah. And the tra- I mean, the travel schedule, plus they're doing Wembley yeah. again. Who knows yeah. if they're going to do it every year, but it's the fact he wanted to spend more time with his wife and his stepdaughter and AEW's schedule just lent itself to being able to live in England and come over here when he needed to um, yeah. wrestle on his own schedule and work it his way exactly all right um time for the match of the night the match of the weekend of the of the two shows i'm i'm 100 percent that this was out of the two pay-per-views that we're going to talk about this is the best match this was i it doesn't shock me because it's AEW. AEW puts on great matches i want to just this had a good story too but i think legitimately of all the death matches i've watched like deathmatch style matches I've watched in the recent past. I think I enjoyed this more than any other one that I've watched, especially in the AEW. This was incredible. This is um you always like I, a lot of times because I have a lot of friends that aren't wrestling fans. So a lot of times I'm I'm always looking for like oh man, I bet you that you know, if I was able to show my buddies like the story of this match and and then show them this match, I bet they I bet I could get him into wrestling and yeah. you know, it never happens, but I just don't know if this would be one. Don't, I don't, don't know. My not, buddy, not entirely sure. I would show people this match. Me and my buddy were just edge of our seats. Like, yeah, we had those like moments where we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe what I'm watching. We'll get to moments if I'm the match here in a second, but he, we, he was on his edge of his seat and he hasn't watched an AW pay-per-view before. I mean, he, he thoroughly enjoyed this. It was, it was really fucking good. I guess let's talk about some some moments here. Yeah. Um, uh, drinking blood. I knew you were going to go straight for this one. So uh, <laughs> Swerve gets cut open. Um, He gets cut open. And <laughs> the text he... message between you, me and Joe, first of all, because Joe was not watching live. Um, And we were like a couple minutes into the match and I texted Joe. And. I was like, Joe, you might actually like this death match. And like like a minute later, I texted him and I was like, never mind. <laughs> We're drinking blood here. Never mind. You're not going to like this. Yeah, Strove Strickland is open pretty aggressively right at the hairline. You could see the cut. Yeah. Um, you could see the cut at the hairline that he had. Um, and then some move happens where Swerve goes down to the mat. And then um, uh, Adam Page like gets underneath him and just Let's the blood flowing off his face fall into his mouth and then he like Triple H spits it out. Yeah. Like he had just kind done of, the kind of badass, but at the same time, like not very gross. not yeah. I was, was yeah, pretty gross, especially I mean, what if he had uh what was that thing that could be transferred via blood? Oh, what do we say? Hepatitis or hepatitis? <laughs> <laughs> uh gosh, what if he had hepatitis? You never know. I think you do know if you have hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Point being, that was the first like, oh my god, spot. Um, the staple gun. The staple gun. The um, the quantity of staple gun from Hangman, um, and the fact that for the rest of the match, you could see the staples in uh Swerve's chest because because after Hangman was done, he like. Uh, Swerve later started to no sell them, and then he just took it and stapled himself. Multiple Proof times. that he wasn't just no selling it; that he was 
he was just he was legitimately taking him. I think he had to do that to prove to like the fans that it wasn't just that he was they weren't they weren't actually fake. They were real. He just stapled his chest a few times and no sold those staples in his chest. I mean, I, I like, would assume that they're special staples, up. but at the same time, what a fucking badass. Yeah, I um, wouldn't do it. What about the point when Hangman went to go jump up on the corner and then he got hit in the back with a steel, I mean, a barbed wire steel chair and the barbed wire swung around and caught him in the face. Yeah, that and was like, disgusting. St- I there. saw I saw a post on Twitter like yesterday and somebody had posted like this still lives rent free in my head. And it was that spot. Yeah, no, it's been living that. That's the that's the the image that's been stuck in my head this whole week. Like the him, like it's just like a loose piece of barbed wire that got unstuck from the chair, and as he swung the chair, the piece came around and just dragged up his face, and then yeah. caught his hair on the way off too. Um, oh, there was, was gross. A, there was gross. at least two spots with uh, cinder blocks. Yep. Um, yep. there was the spot that really fucked up Swerve. Um. Hangman did a jumping backflip with a steel chair covered in barbed wire from the corner mm-hmm. to the outside. And when he landed on Swerve, the barbed wire just completely ripped gate gashes into Swerve's arm. Just complete yeah. gashes. He had to get stitches um, on some of those rough, gashes. Dude. It was just like it was big spot after big spot after big spot. And you were, every time it's like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it right there. Nope, that no, okay. Wow, we're still doing this. Okay. Okay, that that's the one that's gonna end it. And it just never fucking ended. Um it let me ask insane. you a, let me ask you a quick question. Who won the main event of Dynamite this week? Is it Jay White or was it Swerve Strickland? Oh fuck. Hold on. Hopefully I wrote it down. Didn't write it down. I think Swerve won. If okay, so that's important to my, my next point. That's why I'm asking the question now. Uh, let me just stress that I think he won and I'm not looking it up, but I think he won. Swerve Strickland is made his fire. case to 100% be the person who takes the title off MJF. Oh, yeah. He needs I think, to. I think the devil is Adam Cole, like you said. I, I think I think that... You don't think it's CM Punk? I think it is Adam Cole, um, and he is going to cause MJF to lose the belt, and they are going to have a rivalry, not that Adam Cole is going to take the title off MJF. And I 100% okay. want it to be Swerve at this point. He is number one in this company. He is a fan favorite as a heel, which is something you have to cash in on. A heel that can gain the fans like he is currently gaining the fans is revolutionary. You have to cash in on it. They already did it once Ooh, with MJF. Like with MJF, they did it once, right? And then they turned so, him face. Here's my thing is I could totally see Adam Cole accompanying MJF to the ring for his match against Samoa Joe um, at World's End, yeah, which that got made official. Samoa Joe takes it. No, 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 no. MJF wins, but in the at some point, no. At some point during that, it's the story is Adam Cole is trying to get MJF to lose his belt. That's the story. Um, yeah. But he's trying to do it inconspicuously. So we as fans during World's End see the inkling, the hint, whatever happens um, that Adam Cole tries to do, but nobody else sees, uh, and but he fails, MJF wins. Then at Revolution, he, or maybe like leading up to Revolution, Adam Cole's getting a little bit better. He's accompanying MJF to the ring, something, something, something. 
maybe he finally comes back for an ROH tag team title match finally before Revolution and they lose. We find out it was Adam Cole's fall, something like that. And then Revolution, he accompanies MJF to the ring against Swerve, finally uh, uh, achieves his goal of costing MJF the title and then reveals himself as the devil. The whole time we're getting the devil minions beating up MJF, but last night we didn't see the devil. We saw the minions. Yeah. Which some people think included Wardlow. <clears throat> that'd be that'd be shocking. We'll get to that though. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that makes sense to me. I I do the, not think that the devil is who takes the title off of MJF. No, and it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. I think it is what costs him the belt. And I think that yeah. there is no one better right now to cash in on if I am the if I am AEW than to do Swerve Strickland. Okay. Yeah. Um it the only thing about my thing is, um, is that too long? Is that too long for the devil reveal? I thought it would happen in full gear, so I'm already uh, drawn out further than I wanted it to be. That's uh, fair. So. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, Hangman gets hanged. Um, what are some other stuff? Glass, 450 onto glass onto the back of Hangman. Um, they were slipping all over the map because of how much blood was on the map. Um, Hangman very late in the match did a fallaway moonsault, like a fallaway, uh, a fallaway slam with a moonsault, uh, onto a like barbed wire board. Just an insane feat of athleticism that late in that kind of match. Uh, there was a we want fire chant. Um, yeah, the cinder block stuff, and then he got hanged. And Joe was right about Swerve. I think Joe Joe picked Swerve. He's the only one who did. It, no. it kept him in the in the match. Um, it is for the it belt. Is, it is Swerve's time. It is definitely Swerve's time. I do want to point out that at the end of this match, me and Joe were neck and neck, tied up, and that happened all the way to the end of this card. Yep. Uh, and then this got six beers, highest rated match in the card. Uh, and then we had the Young Bucks versus the Golden Jets. Uh, so I'm sure this was good. I remember almost nothing about it because it's the Hangman Hangover. Yeah, my first note was I had to shit so bad, so I missed most of this match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I came back and Jericho's arm was bloody. That was That's mostly what I remember. I'm literally wearing a, an elite hoodie right now, but like I got to tell you, no one in this match is really exciting me right now. See, that's, that's crazy to me because <clears throat> I used to be under the mindset of like, if the elite like remember last year when there was rumors that the elite might go to WWE or maybe it's two years ago before they signed their contracts to re up with AEW. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, if the elite left AEW, like, I don't know what would keep me watching it other than maybe MJF. I think, I think I'd be fine if they left. I think I'd still watch AEW as much as I do now, which is weekly, but it's not even weekly all the time I, for me right now. I don't really care about Collision is the problem. Collision Rampage uh, having two shows is the biggest problem. this week. Well, Thanksgiving. Uh no, it was a Survivor Series, but oh yeah. Thanksgiving weekend plus Survivor Point being, Series. Uh yeah. The Young Bucks are clearly turning heels. Rumor on the streets, uh they're getting their own heel faction. Oh yeah, they uh what did they trademark? That that news came out. I don't remember what it was. Oh, killing the business. No, what? Maybe it was KTB or was it? But KTB is the same as their 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 book was titled "Killing the Business." So that's what people think it is. 
I guess. Okay. I do know that there is a heel faction lined up. I haven't heard no rumors as to who might be in this faction. Man, um, Brandon Cutler, maybe. Oh, man, please no. <laughs> is that guy still employed? I think so. I think he just films the Bucks. I know they stopped doing Being the Elite. They like had their last episode ever. Yeah, I heard. I did hear that that B- BTE is gone, which is yeah. crazy to think. Absolutely Wild. crazy that that ever would have ended. That's what started this company, essentially. Yeah, like if you think about the Domino meme, it's like Young Bucks decide to start a YouTube channel is the little Domino, and then the big Domino is AEW holds uh, sets record attendance at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Yeah, my God, it is pretty wild. Um, Hopefully, that reinvigorates me on the Young Bucks because this match just didn't it did, it did nothing for me. I think that the Chris Jericho lull is like part of that, but yeah, uh, yeah, Jericho and Omega won this match. Kenny Omega won a pay per view match, uh, so good for him. And oh, they get the Young Bucks uh, tag team title shot, uh, and it got three point seven five beers, and then the Bucks threw a hissy fit. Yep. And the heel um, turn began. Yeah. And then we had what was scheduled to be Jay White versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. Adam Cole came out. He limped he his in way the to the ring. Britt Baker, did you see Britt Baker's tweets? She's like, what the fuck? She was essentially um the same as like <laughs> it was essentially what I said earlier about like, oh man, MJF's too hurt to wrestle. Let's have this guy on crutches wrestle. <laughs> Like how how little sense it made is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, MJF drives the ambulance back. We've kind of already talked about this, and uh, they have the match. Yeah, it was. Um, this was good. It was a really long match. I liked it, um, which helped me. Uh, but I just the whole thing centered around the idea that like MJF could compete after what was a hospitalization of an injury. And like I felt bad watching this match for what Jay White's career has to now be. He'll be all right. I mean, I hope so. But I mean, what a killer momentum for the whole gun club for like Juice Robinson to get hurt. And then I I don't see a touchdown happening. Oh, I do. What time in the match are you? 448 in the first quarter. All right. You're about 40 seconds ahead of me. So I'm hoping that you meant that's a Cowboys touchdown because you just ruined Oh. A score of some kind. Um, who who would you most like to score a touchdown? CD Lamb. Oh, okay. Dick Ferguson. Oh, oh. Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Yikes. Well, I guess we'll find out. Is that Rico Dottle? <laughs> um, as Chad waits for this touchdown to happen. The uh, worst. Why would you ruin this for me? I thought we were linked up. I'm at 519 and counting right now. I'm so sorry. Down. I won't say anything next time. You know what would suck is if it's a defensive touchdown, Chad. Um, no, it's a Cowboys touchdown. And CeeDee Lamb scores it because my fantasy team just updated. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you uh, trying to make me feel sad. So What a, what a heelish thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting back to the match, this had a contender for one of the most disgusting spots of the night, despite the Texas death match, which was the um, MJF was supposed to do a, a diving elbow from the top rope to the announce table and the announce table collapsed and Jay White was just sitting there. So he just did it anyway to the floor. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now he has a torn labrum. Torn labrum. Yeah. And that is what tore his shoulder. <laughs> so, not great. Uh, he's definitely not going to wrestle until World's End. I'm. It makes me wonder if the injury is going to prevent him from wrestling after that. Uh, it obviously doesn't sound like they want to go down the surgery route because of, you know, they're going to keep having him do stuff. He got beat up last night, which obviously, you know, you can get around the injury. Doing he has that. a match next week. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They, they announced at that thing that he's they're defending the tag titles next week. Here's here's what Tony Khan's going to do. Tony Khan realizes MJF is really all he has left, which is not true at all. There's so many talented wrestlers on his roster. But he thinks MJF is all he's left. I mean, he is his big moneymaker right now, probably, but he's going to kill him. He's going to he's going to injure the shit out of him. This is Austin in the late 90s. Austin's run was cut short because they overutilized him and didn't let him heal from knee injuries. Yep. We are about to do the same thing with MJF. But also Stone Cold Steve Austin was in his mid 30s at that point. Sure. He had MJF been around the is block like 26. Sure. I agree. But still. But still, I'm concerned. It would be very upsetting because there's a lot more MJF that we could have. And I love MJF. So Who do they have next week? Him, it's, it? it's him and Samoa Joe versus the unknown, which is oh, the masked the, men. The masked men. Yeah. Totally. The masked men. I don't think the match is going to happen. I mean, I hope it does. And they lose the titles and we unveil the masked men. That'd be like the best thing. <laughs> just rush that. I would rather rush it than deal with it for another four months. But the payoff, the payoff, the story I just described not too long ago, I didn't read that anywhere. I made that up on the spot. That was pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with your story writing abilities. This match got three and a half beers. Yep. Uh, We got no juice Robinson. We got no devil. Uh, MJF retained. But MJF uh, slowly making his way up the ramp and celebrating allowed me to win the belt due to a mm-hmm. tiebreaker with Joe where I watched the universal time on the internet. <laughs> I Googled the universal clock because I needed exactly some minute and 31 seconds. You needed to be the 11. Champion. You needed, I think, 11, 55 and 30 seconds. Anytime past that, you would won the belt. And uh, I got it by about two and a half minutes. Yeah, it was you, you won pretty handedly, but we were getting very close. Like, there he was, was like, slowly walking up the ramp, and I was like, oh, my God, they could cut this at any minute. Yep, yep. It was very close. My buddy was annoyed. I was, like, counting down the whole last minute. I was like, 58 seconds, 57 seconds, 56 seconds. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it was It was a, It was was at least a fun, like, ending of the night, despite the fact that I didn't win or didn't retain the belt. Um, But, yeah, Chad, Chad was champ for, what, a week? Almost as no, long, not even as not even a week. Oh, I was I was. Oh, a no, it was Saturday, for Saturday. Almost as long as a woman hold the the money in the bank in WWE. Okay, no, because <laughs> that's only a day or two, seven times that. <laughs> um. Well, this uh, AEW full gear ended with thirty five total beers. That is seventh all time. Nice. Uh, and then I'm about to I'm going to take a break and grab a couple beers. Couple, do- I'm gonna grab Dos Biros, and we're gonna come back with WWE Survivor Series from last weekend. I am very excited to talk about this show. All right, we're back. Survivor Series, Chad. Do you have signs? 
No signs. I have a sign from SmackDown the night before that I would just like to say because it was that good. It was during the uh, Miz and Gunther. Well, wait, that was weird because why would Miz and Gunther be on SmackDown? It was definitely during the show that they had Miz and Gunther. I have a note here that says it's from SmackDown. But either way, the sign said, I just Mizzed my pants. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it is pretty good. Uh, but we started the night with Women's War Games, Chadwick. Uh, ta- uh, team Damage Control Your Narrative versus Becky. Uh, I almost said Rhea. Becky, uh, Charlotte, Shotzi, and Bianca. Team Bianca. Second year in a row, Team Bianca versus Damage Control. Was this the best match of the night? Um, it was the better of the two War Games matches. I think so, too. My favorite spot was the repeat spot of EO Sky jumping in off the, the top can. with the scra- with the trash can. They teased it early in the match, and then I was like, oh, look, they're going to do it. And then they didn't. They mixed uh, it up with the interference from Dakota Kai giving her the trash can. Yeah, I also love the Dakota Kai interference and um, like how she was like handing stuff in. And also the how they got the how when EO got up there, they used a chain to basically pulley the trash can up there with EO. Yeah. And she wasn't using anything to hang on with. That was very scary. scary. <laughs> I was like, if she stumbles at all and falls really either way, hopefully forward into the ring, but still, oh, that could have been terrible. But it went it went the right way. She she hit the spot. And it was beautiful. Um, the thing that really puzzled me, and I would assume it's because none of nobody really watched. You guys all gave me your predictions before on Friday before SmackDown even happened, which was odd, except for you. Um, what's what's wrong, Chad? I thought that was a Michael Parsons sack. I thought his knee was down before the ball came out. Oh, but um, but yeah. Uh, the the thing that just puzzled me is that you guys all picked damage control your narrative. I think everyone, including myself, uh, was positive they weren't going to do damage control losing two years in a row. So they were I, just going to have every heel win a match on the I show? I also sold out of the idea for... that the War Games matches were going to split heel and face. Okay, um, that makes sense. But and also, I knew Cody was winning this match because Randy was returning. Yes, but in the other three matches, did you or did you not pick Gunther, Santos, and Rhea, who are all heels? Rhea's, Rhea's a middle... You yeah, she's a Rhea. tweener, but she's on. Da- she's on. I'm also damage control. Judgment on judgment. Day. I agree, but no, I didn't even think of the total card. I was only thinking the two war games matches. So, and I was thinking that this is literally almost an exact repeat of last year because Team Bianca versus Damage Control was also last year's war wins war games match. So I was like, "There's no way Team Bianca wins this match two years running." But then also on SmackDown, damage control your narrative. Uh, Chad just saw the missed field goal by Jason Myers. Um, damage control your narrative had the upper hand on SmackDown the night before. I didn't watch we the SmackDown before. We all know what happens. I, did I didn't watch, watch it either. It. I just looked up what happened so I could make sure that I made the right choice. I was on work that day. I was at work that day. Like I was up late on Friday doing something else, and then I went to work and I had duty on Saturday and I looked at the Ugh. results in the hangar bay long enough for me to be able to text you with my answers. Like, because if you had picked the only thing I got wrong in the whole card was this. Yeah. No, no one got blood. Right. But like, so if you had picked damage, I got right. If you would pick, yeah, yeah. If you had picked damage control, your narrative, you would have retained. If I had picked team Bianca, I picked damage control. Your or, sorry. If you had picked team Bianca. Thank you. Yeah. Like I did. Yeah. It's but, fine. 
you know, you didn't. Uh, what else from this match? I remember you got a significantly higher beer total than me because there was a spot where all of Damage Control Your Narrative was holding kendo sticks and they just started wailing and it was impossible to count. So I had like two beers just from that moment. Yeah. I, I didn't... I didn't foresee it coming, so by the time it was happening, I was already behind the eight ball, and I had to guess how many beers it was. Yeah, I. this was the the beginning of a weird beer total for the night. I think we and you kind of struggled with the beer total with this one because I watched it late, but um, this got 8.75 beers, which yeah. if See, you I are not... updated my notes. If you are not unaware, um, that is tied for 10th all time. Yeah. 8.75 is the, the cutoff. Is, it's the cutoff right now. We I I know we're eventually we're gonna get to ten being the cutoff, double digits. I'm excited for that day. I think it'll happen, I don't know, probably within the next year. Probably like calendar year here. We've got a rumble coming up soon. We're gonna probably watch two more retro rumbles. Dude, I can't even imagine what's gonna happen in a royal rumble with Triple H in the the shit we're getting in every pay per view right now. You know, like I mean, we had a Royal Rumble last year with him in control. Cody yeah, Rhodes won. Like, I forget who won the Women's Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley went from one Rhea to Ripley. thirty. Rhea Ripley. I I knew that. I knew that. That was the the real like establishment of Rhea Ripley as the woman in this company right now. That's true. Yeah. I I have a bad memory, Chad. I'm sorry. What else from the match? I got really nothing else for the women on that one. Like I said, okay. eight point seven five beers. Um, tenth all time. Tied with a couple other game matches, but but then we had the return of the year, <laughs> the Ruffles backstage segment. Uh, yes, boy, and Alpha Academy arguing over whether they're called chips or crisps. When thank God the savior of the moment showed up, and the big return, our truth. What's up? This was I really enjoyed this this whole backstage segment. Not just because our truth was there, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, anytime our truth shows up, it's going to be comedic. Um, I I enjoyed the press conference where Triple H was like, uh, "I can't believe that return happened." Our truth is back. Yeah. Um, and he kind of undersold the other two returns to uh, to highlight the our truth return for a moment, which I appreciated. Yeah, I mean, the press conference also. Uh, I mean, they do a really good job with their press conferences, not making. I'm them enjoying run the shit out of them for like three hours, like the AEW ones do. It's just yeah, insane. like. They they get like four or five people. That's it, and they keep them short and sweet to the point. Well, and then also and, Jay and Cody at the last one just being drunk or high or both or who knows, or maybe it was all just a bit. I have no idea. Yeet, yeet, yeet. I love, and we'll get to it in the men's war games. But when Jay punches somebody, the whole crowd just screams yeet now, and I can't wait yeah. to do it in April. I cannot yeah. wait to do that when he beats Jimmy. When he beats Jimmy, probably. And definitely not a main event <laughs> in a middle probably, of the card match. <laughs> I'm going to say night two opening match. Bold prediction. Ooh, bold prediction. Bold prediction. Yeah, you gotta you gotta open up with something fire, and that would be a that'd be a good match to open up with. Okay. okay. Heated rivalry. I could see it. Everyone hates Jimmy. Everyone loves Jay. Yeah, I could I could see it. Um. Then then my next note was there was a backstage segment of Sammy. Uh, Sammy Zayn saying that Randy isn't there yet, and the CM Punk chants ensue. You can hear them. Yep. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, Chicago is just so dumb. Why do they still think that this man is showing up? 
Yeah, I literally just to go through my mindset throughout this night. So I watched it on Saturday, Sunday morning, right? My wife had already seen everything. Oh my god! I get home there, and I'm watching this, and they start. They say that comment. I'm like, oh my god, no way! Are they going to sell this? The crowd's going to turn on him. We all know Randy is going to be here. The crowd's going to turn on him. So in the whole build up to the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna hint and keep hinting that punk is coming and Randy's gonna get booed. I was completely wrong about that, by the way, because of the way that they ended up having Randy come out in the end. But still, they they did it. And I was the whole time leading up to it, I was like, oh my God, they're gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the whole time, just me thinking, like, God, these fans are such idiots. CM Punk is yeah. never coming back. Same. I was like, there's no fucking way CM Punk <laughs> shows up in this card. I kept saying that out loud, and Sam wouldn't say anything. I should have taken that as a hint. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, Gunther versus The Miz Intercontinental Championship. This was awesome. This was so fucking good. This was the best Miz match I've seen in years. Yeah. The Miz just has a way. Triple H explained it perfectly. He will do whatever he needs to do. You need him yeah. to be a gag and just talk about how his balls are massive. He'll crush it, <laughs> right? You need him to have a legitimate, amazing Intercontinental Championship match on a pay-per-view. He'll do it. The Miz can do it all. He's just a great First ballot wrestler. Hall of Famer. Yes. Needs to be the headline Hall of Famer for have his Have you class. seen the rumor for the Hall of Fame ceremony this year? Bray? I have tickets to see it. I'm gonna. See I mean, who's gonna? I mean, I would assume um, brother's name, real uh, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas is gonna induct him. I I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna be there. And I'm gonna cry. That's gonna be an emotional moment for sure. Yeah. Um, I saw some other speculation about who else should go in, and the speculation was all like people who should get their own like headline spot. So I was like, that's not gonna happen. It should. It literally should just be Bray. Bray and then like put two small people on the car. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they really um, lowered the amount of people they're putting in the Hall of Fame recently. Probably because they're running out of people to put into it. I mean, your great colleague is a Hall of Famer already. So, I mean. Exactly. Like they're running out of people to put in it into it. Plus, like a lot of people who are Hall of Famers are like just not just getting finished wrestling or still wrestling in the event of Rey Mysterio (laughs) and Edge. Yeah. Yeah. And Sting, I mean, some of them are some are in AEW, but I mean, um, yeah, I can't yeah. wait for the Bray Wyatt entrance. But yeah, the Miz so, crushed this, absolutely killed it. One of the other big things I took notes on here: this was the first. Hold on, sneeze. <laughs> My God, I bless you. This was the first mention, and not the last mention of the night, of gambling odds for a match. I don't know if you heard this. If you're listening to very closely to Corey Gray's. But he said, um, by the way, Corey Graves was back. I think this yeah, was I, I did take a note on that, but I, I just kind of skipped it. But yeah, yep. he. Um, but they said Gunther was a minus 5,000 favorite to win this match. Yeah. And I was like, who? Like, I do look up the betting odds and I know that they exist. But like, who is who has the ability to bet on these things? Because I would have parlayed all of this and won a decent amount of money on this because I got everything right. Because <laughs> you got everything but blood right. Well, that's probably not something that you can bet on. Then yeah. I don't think everyone does it like we do. But, geez, I mean, that's actually I looked up odds because I've been talking for weeks how I thought Miz had a chance here. Um, and I looked at oh. odds, and when I saw five thousand to like 
plus 800 i was like fuck that man <laughs> i ain't uh, playing those odds <laughs> yeah but yeah the, the crowd was so into this uh miz miz was also hitting a lot more chops than gunther was i was surprised by that yeah but his chops were weak but yeah but he was doing them he's trying we haven't seen very many people just take it to gunther with chops that aren't like drew and sheamus <laughs> yeah god so, that series was fucking amazing um so this got a beer and a half. Gunther retains with something that looked a lot like a lion tamer. Uh, he turned like a Boston crab into a lion tamer or something like that. Yeah. It looked like um, old school Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. We uh, say what beer rating the last one? 1.5. 1.5. Yeah, Santos uh, Escobar and uh, Dragon Lee. Yeah, not Carlito. If you watched SmackDown the night before. I did read about it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I have a Corey Graves quote here for this match talking about Rey Mysterio said, he's a great superstar, just a bad father. I can say that because I have more kids than him. (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought about it and I was like, wait, doesn't he only have one? And then I remembered all of the Carmella, the Carmella video when she announced her pregnancy with all of like her stepchildren, his other kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, he's got a lot of kids. Dude, I, I enjoy the shit out of this match. It didn't get a high beer rating, but I love that WWE has changed and pivoted in the Triple H era to putting differences on the card, you know, different like styles. Every every different every pay-per-view differs from the last pay-per-view and who's on the card significantly for the most yeah. part. I mean, obviously your main eventers are always there. Um Seth Rollins on every pay-per-view card. You, Got you it. also have to think like if there wasn't two war games matches on this show, like would this have made the card? I don't know. It might have been maybe the first, maybe a pre-show match, maybe I don't know. But no, I I just I love that guy who t- these two guys deserve pay-per-view time, and I yeah. enjoyed this match, and I actually really love Santos as a heel. Yeah, he's doing um, really well. He, the the promos he's putting on are killing it. He is he's just some of the best promo work in the company right now. Have you seen the like the people that do? Because I guess one of them he he. I actually don't remember if he cut some of one of his promos in Spanish. Um, if not, it was somebody dubbing over it. But they, if whether whatever it was, I was watching one of his promos uh, on Twitter, and it was him talking in Spanish. But they they captioned it with like the some of the worst language ever that I should not and will not repeat on this show. Okay, but it was funny. Like as if he was actually saying that on WWE TV, but you couldn't understand it unless you spoke that language, you know? Got it. Yeah. No, I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, good match. Dragon Lee on a on a pay-per-view. I mean, that's that's the route you want to go. My God, it's quick. Well deserved. He's doing well. And he put I mean, Santos went over, which was the right move. No, Uh, it needed to happen. Yeah. And it got a beer. Um. Then my next note is '69 Slim Jim car, the Slim Jim commercial. Yep. Uh, and then we had Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark, which was the next mention of gambling for the night. When Corey Graves said that Zoe Stark is a plus eight hundred underdog. I, I gotta be honest. This is my least favorite match on this card. Ooh. I mean, and it was a good match. It was another one where you knew the outcome, you know. It the, it was super obvious the outcome. Um, but 
I really did enjoy this match, but it was not to the par of the other ones surrounding it. Right. Um, I think it did. Uh, it did say that Zoe Stark could do it, which is something oh, I yeah. had. I, I had questions about. Could Zoe Stark be a, you know, upper card champion level contender? And I think she can. And I think that that's exciting that we have more and more women showing up and putting themselves in the hat to be yeah she's having a good run yeah i mean right now not everyone gets that beaten becky lynch and gone wire to wire with rhea ripley this year right yeah exactly all i gotta say for that match uh we got a it got a beer beer and a quarter beer and a quarter all right sorry also didn't update that one men's war games so i didn't put brandon cooks in i told you i to left do him it. on the bench no you told me not to do it i left brandon cooks on the bench as soon as i saw it i was like shit did he start him <laughs> no i left him on the bench cd lamor is 18 first half points though so i'm okay that's good i mean that's gonna slow down if they come out if they get a big lead we're not gonna have that big of a lead it's a it's a good seahawks team i don't think we're gonna blow this one out eh, it's a pretty bad seahawks team six and five. Ooh. If you guys win today, you'll have finally beaten someone with a 500 nope. with a 500 record. record. 500 record. I people made that joke to me all day. They were like, "If you beat the Seahawks, you're going to finally beat a good team." I was like, "I mean, if 500 is a good team because we still haven't beaten a re- we still will not have a win against a they winning currently record. have a record of 6 and 5, but they will have a 6 and 6 record if we beat them." <laughs> yeah, but you'll have beaten them while they had a winning record. I don't I don't count I think that, that one, counts, but I don't count it, but Okay. Let's conclude ourselves with the men's war game match. We had Cody Rhodes' team, a complete of Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, and, and a returning uh, Randy Orton, which we'll talk more about, um, versus the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. I would like to start off by saying that Michael Cole made an El Generico reference. Yeah. In the middle of the match, after Sami Zayn had come out, or sorry, during the entrances, when Sami Zayn came uh, out, Olay chants, and they did. Yeah, Michael Michael Cole said El Generico is somewhere, and Corey Graves goes, "Yeah, in an orphanage." <laughs> they said it was basically like you said, uh, Olay chants, and as soon as he said El Generico, I'm like, man, I love Triple H's okay these comments. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely. have to start acknowledging other companies exist, and these guys yeah. have histories and world championships in other companies. Especially At some point, with, we have to acknowledge that. Especially with, and I don't know how true this rumor is because I listened to Sean Ross Sapp today. It was a podcast from yesterday, but him talking about the rumors of who's going to get the rights to Monday Night Raw, and there was a rumor going around that WBD is number one. Oh my God. Yeah. So raw on TBS on Mondays and dynamite on Wednesdays. Like there's no fucking way that WWE accepts that offer, right? Why wouldn't they? If it's for, like like they're just there to take the most money. Peacock is still getting the pay-per-views, right? Like I'm not yeah, yeah. losing the pay-per-views for Peacock. I actually have I think, come to enjoy Peacock. So like what they do is they do everything separately. It's like A&E has all their documentary shit. Peacock's got the pay-per-views. SmackDown or Fox has SmackDown. Uh NBC Universal has Raw, you know. NBC Universal CW has, is about to have the NXT, yeah. NXT. Oh, did you see that the NWA Power uh just randomly uh showed up on CW's app this week? I did not because I don't have just the like, app. Just like we no, I saw it on Instagram. I didn't know. Oh. 
I saw on X or Instagram, <laughs> but huh, he is just like we said, NWA completely fucked it up. And now they're on the CW app. Yeah. Like they shafted themselves. They fucked this one up with a stupid. <laughs> I'm going to snort cocaine with this pay-per-view live <laughs> segment. Oh, shit. All right. Um, Let's see. Back to men's war games. Um, men's war games. So lots of CM Punk chants common they were frequent throughout the whole match yep um let's see we had damian priest he was carrying a nightstick i thought he was going to keep carrying the nightstick and i was going to make lots of uh big boss man references uh but he stopped um crowd just really wanted tables sammy got the table thank god um cody got out the bull rope in this match had to argue with seth rollins about the bull rope i like that spot yeah um and then quote another quote this one about sub michael cole says because sub was the last person to enter for the judgment day and uh, michael cole says this is the longest he's ever spent behind bars <laughs> and um a later i think i think it was when dom was already or sub was already in the ring and he was getting the shit beat out of him and Corey graves goes this is how he treated the chow line when they ran out of honey buns yeah i saw that i, re- <laughs> I mean i, I, I heard that Corey Graves oh. was killing the zingers in this show. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed having Corey Graves back. It was, uh, I mean, it was a fun match. I, I think it's a forgettable match for me, though. I don't. Think I'm it's gonna. For, it's not. I'm, I'm, the match I'm itself remember, is forgettable. The match itself is forgettable. The night will not be forgettable. the The Randy Orton spots will not be forgettable. The, yeah, the attempted cash in. Uh, That's forgettable. I'm gonna forget it, that. Half. No, because it cuts it. It cuts right with the the Randy Orton return. I'm not going to forget the Randy Orton and the Randy Orton RKO. uh, First of all, the Randy Orton at whatever age he is right now, 44, 45. Looks great. Suck. Looks way better than I do. Yeah. And you're. I'm only 30. Younger than him. (laughs) Way younger than him. Uh, You're also way younger than him. Well, I knew that. Motherfucker, you suck. (laughs) Had to do it. Uh, but yeah, the pop that Randy got, I was very wrong about it. I'm glad I was because he deserved it. Um, it's because I, I, mean, I think they did the the fake cash in with the Rhea Ripley rundown. Yeah, that it made it so big. Like th- this is Triple H perfectly understanding how to work a crowd. Crushed it. He I mean, crushed it. I'll talk about it in a second when we talk about the, what happened in the show. But like he understands psychology of fans better than any Booker I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. It's because he did it from the ring. He knows how to work a crowd from the ring and from backstage like no one else. So yeah, uh, Randy Orton got the big RKO on JD McDonough from the top. <laughs> that the was cage. hilarious. Hilarious. Um, I loved it. And that led to and JD Cody. wearing JD wearing a, um, a neck brace on Monday. <laughs> yeah. I think that led to Cody Rhodes getting the uh, crossroads on Damian Priest to get the, the pinfall. Yeah. And then we got credits, and the show ended. And? And then after the credits rolled, <laughs> we got CM Punk, which was the most shocking thing I think I've ever seen in WWE. So uh, how did you react? I saw the credits, and I said, okay, that was a pretty good show. I don't, I don't think it was uh, the best show, but I thought it was good. And I looked at my wife, and I was like, um, credits are rolling. Must be over. I told you CM Punk wasn't showing up. And like as I'm saying that, like the music hits and my jaw just dropped. I just stood there and I just 
my jaw was on the floor for like the whole time he was out there. I think I was still in shock on Monday afternoon. Um, I was sitting there on the couch. Leslie was next to me asleep <laughs> uh, on the couch and credits are rolling. I'm sitting there. I'm celebrating my win. Didn't even have to go a full a, a whole podcast episode without um without talking about me losing the belt because, I mean, I did, but we, I mean, really, did I? You did for like a whole seven days. Sure, whatever. Then seven the days minus hit. about an hour. The music hit. My jaw dropped, and I just to to not wake Leslie up, but also to try and wake Leslie up so that she could see it because I wanted her to. I said probably at a pretty regular volume, maybe slightly elevated. I was just like, oh my God, they fucking did it. I couldn't believe it. I had some, I read a, I read someone's opinion on the whole thing on um, Sunday midday after I finally finished watching on Sunday morning. It said, it's like when you're, um, you're the parent of a child who, who for years has only said they wanted one toy. You know, I, I want an Xbox, Dad. You know, the joy they would get if you just gave them an Xbox would be like, they'd be really excited. They'd be like, man, I got my Xbox. Yay. But imagine you spent the whole month telling them there ain't no way in hell you're getting a fucking Xbox. <laughs> and so they got to the point where they thought there was no chance in fucking hell they could get that Xbox. You even jokingly fucked with them on the day before Christmas and said, huh, Xboxes are all sold out anymore. You can't possibly have gotten that Xbox. And that's the Randy Orton return the way they did it, you know? Yeah. And then they roll the credits even. So, like, you open all your presents, you got no Xbox. Now, imagine at the end of all your presents, you're like, man, Christmas is pretty good. I got some good stuff. And then your dad pulls out one last gift, just like out of his butt. And it's your Xbox. <laughs> that's Covered the CM shit. Punk return. Yeah, I tried it's, to put it in a sports a sports term, but there is there is no like there's nothing that's ever happened in sports cuz sports don't say stay secret. So the fact that they made this one stay secret is insane in today's day and age. Well, we'll get to the rumors and stuff, but like I tried to explaining it to my buddy Kevin um because he he was here Saturday but he left right before the main event. And he asked me the next day how the show was. And I was like, CM Punk's back. He was like, I saw that, which is crazy because he's not a wrestling fan. So like mainstream Twitter is seeing the CM Punk return, which is wild. That's what happened to me, too. I got I was it was the morning of Sunday morning. I was about to leave work. And a guy who was coming in for duty was like, saw me looking at WWE stuff in the office. Um, I was watching some old retro pay-per-view. Um, and he was like, oh, I saw this guy came back. And I was like, shut your fucking mouth. Don't tell me anything. I don't want to know anything. And I thought he was talking about Randy Orton. I oh. just didn't want him to tell me anything he heard. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't watch wrestling at all. And he saw it. And it was CM Punk is what he was talking about. Yeah. So like I, I tried to put it in sports terms for my buddy Kevin. And I was like, I was like, OK, I know this didn't happen, but I'll try to do my best because so I'd use LeBron James because he's very polarizing, just like CM Punk. And he's very good at his job. Um. I was like, put yourself in the shoes of, and it doesn't really work that well because it's because Cleveland hated him and WWE fans didn't really hate CM Punk when he left. They more hated WWE. But anyways, I was like, imagine LeBron James doing the whole, 
I'm taking my talents to South Beach thing and then like playing a year for the heat. And then the very following year, tip off happens for the Cavs and nobody knows it. But then out comes LeBron James. It's kind of like that. But like that was the closest I thought I could get with like a sports reference. Yeah, because this just doesn't happen over there, you know? Yeah. And also there's 10 years in between it, too. So yeah, he also got to put 10 years in between it. It's just it's so shocking that we're sitting here talking about CM Punk being in WWE. I'm not over um, how I feel about CM Punk as an individual. Uh, I will say that this is not a Cody Rhodes move for okay, me. Okay, because that's... Hold on. I knew all y'all were going to be like, are you loving him now, Chad? Or are you going to love him like you loved Cody Rhodes? That is exactly... Over? So earlier in the show when I was like, I'm going to speak for Joe later, Joe a thousand percent was going to say, so I'm going to say it for him, just give it a couple weeks, and Chad's going to be the biggest CM Punk fan ever. No. Um, you already have a shirt? I, I'm going to have an AEW shirt back from when he first showed up in AEW. You already no, have that, don't you? I've had that since he showed up in AEW. Yeah, the first I have it too. week he showed up in AEW, I bought the... the I, I have that too. The white one with the black edges yeah. and the... But you're not going to get a WWE one? No. Yes, you and are. I don't, and I don't think I'm going to cheer for him. Well, but I, I'm glad he's here because he is... He is the character, and I guess we should talk about it now. But like after this, let's uh, let's let's just get all of CM Punk out of the way now. Okay, so when the match happens, the guys from the match are still in the ring, right? CM Punk music hits. We're all shocked by it. Then the the videos come out of what Seth Rollins does the whole time, yeah. right? And Seth Rollins is fucking pissed, and he's making some comments. Pissed. He's yelling like this motherfucker. I'm gonna he says, fuck, fuck him you. up. Yeah. He says, fuck you. I hate you. Like it's get all the work. fuck out of here. I know I agree with you, but the only reason it works like it's a work and that people immediately thought it wasn't a work was is because, because of, of CM comments Punk. he made. And and because of comments he made. I mean, uh, he can make all the comments he wants, year, right? Or years ago. He can make all the comments he wants in the media because of how CM Punk is as a person and how he is as a character and the the fucking entity that is CM Punk. Everyone immediately believed Seth Rollins was doing this for real. And also the Drew storming off stuff. They everyone just assumed that like, had something to do with CM Punk. But the didn't. reactions, the reactions was nobody knew. Like it 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 before the fightful and everyone broke all the news that was like that they were finding out like just as fast as we were because I I look at Twitter after um Punk came out and I saw that two minutes before he came out, Sean Ross Sapp said CM Punk is here. Like the whole time Sean Ross Sapp even thought that CM Punk wasn't showing yeah, up. So I mean he this was the he said afterwards most well that, kept secret I've ever seen. He said afterwards that most of the people in the company didn't know. Only a select few were brought into it to make it work. They yep. like cleared out a portion of the stadium so that he could backdoor entrance and no one know it, he's there that like they only told the talent they needed to tell they told some people in the main event but they didn't say that it was cm punk i think they just said like we're doing something after the match and i'll like, be all i agree the seth rollins things will work but oh, remember yeah. that guy who does the pre-show um stuff who used to have the curly red hair uh sam bro. sam uh Yes. Sam, Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. He does a podcast. And he this week said, I listened to this clip. 
everything they're going to do works because of who CM Punk is. Yeah. This stuff with Seth Rollins and that everyone immediately assumed was real only worked because because it's CM Punk. They would automatically have been like, it's a fucking work for anybody the fuck else. Yep. Which is why I'm happy he's here. Not because I want to cheer for him. Because he is adding such an amazing element to the watching experience that is. And I hated Monday Night Raw this week. I got to be honest with you. I thought it was boring. I thought his sucked. The crowd sucked. The show was boring. Um, even his promo on at the end of it was conceited, and I hated it. <laughs> but and you had to wait all night for it. God, I'm so excited he's here because it adds what it does. Yeah. So it adds a whole level to WWE's capability to put on matches I care about on a pay per view. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even think there's enough time in the show to fill with everything that we could talk about with CM Punk. So uh, I, I don't even want to get into the the what this means for AEW stuff because. I mean, good on Tony Khan this week by just saying that he couldn't talk about it, which is probably legally true, but we'll just leave it at that. I don't really give a fuck how it how how it works for AEW because they're I mean, they're just screwed anyways. I guess we should move on from the CM Punk th- stuff, but oh, my God, there's so much more to talk about, Chad. Uh, we can, yeah. though, like we either. So disclaimer for next week, it's we're either gonna record on a thursday and i won't be here or we're gonna record on a friday and joe won't be here so as of right now the plan is to record on thursday and joe and chad do the show next week so you guys can kind of hash out the rest of it and we can get joe's thoughts on it but i'm it's still shocking um i i do want to get a quick prediction because we talked very shortly about this before the show but let's uh walk me through the next i don't know six months for cm punk Okay, so the rumor details. the rumor says Seth Rollins at main at uh, Royal Rumble. Okay, that's yeah. not what I want though. I think that's going to happen. I want Drew at Rumble, and I want Seth CM Punk to be a slow build. I don't even want to see a CM Punk match until after Rumble. Do you want him in the Rumble? No, I just oh, don't see that happening. I, I get it, but I think it kills his return and his first big thing is the Rumble. So let's slow build slow build this and put him in night one of mania against seth rollins just without winning the rumble have cody yeah. win he's on the same show as raw he's already he's already debuted on raw it's yeah. easy to sell this hint at it hint at it hint at it slow burn it let drew have his pay-per-view moment again because drew needs another pay-per-view match against seth rollins but you have to lose. conclude that you have to and he loses got it cool and then give cm punk the mania match. And that's the mania match that's the easiest to build. It's the easiest to sell. Finally give him a main event. He gets a night one at mania main event. He's going to lose. Seth Rollins not losing to CM Punk. But even if he did, even <laughs> if he did, I'm not against it. It's the best for the company if he does. Honestly. Does CM Punk win a world title during this run? Oh, yeah. Think so? We have, we have two. If there was one, I'd say no. There's two. He's definitely winning a world title. Okay. Fuck off if you think he's not winning a world title in this company they're gonna bend over backwards to find a way to put a belt on cm punk because it brings in money so i heard the best for business i heard an amazing prediction today uh listening to a fightful podcast um wasn't srs it was who he normally does it with i think the guy's name is jimmy van um but he said after mania 
Cody beats Roman. Roman's going to go away, obviously. Oh, yeah. Which leaves Paul Heyman with nothing to do. Um, this whole time, up to that point, Punk has become a heel. And you could kind of tell from the promo on Monday how boring it was. It would kind of play into this character that he pitched on the podcast was like, what if we just get a corporate punk, a heel corporate punk guy that's like straight edge plays by the rules, like the corporate rules, but like, you know, is a chicken shit heel at the same time. Then after mania, when Roman goes away, teams up with Paul Heyman, they do, they go on this run. Roman eventually comes back SummerSlam match. Roman's a face now. Oh my God. I mean, I did the rumor I did see, I think it was from Fightful. That was that the plan is, Seth and Roman are going to get CM Punk feuds. Yeah, they should. I mean, if you're going to put CM Punk against the two best people in the company to have feuds with, uh, the only person I would throw into this trio would be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, because we never saw that in AEW. I also really want to see yeah. a Kevin Owens match. Uh, I do want him the, the ring Sean of honor has Sapp's, to come back. Sean Ross Sapp, uh, his biggest dream match that's still out there is Punk versus Austin. Um, apparently, there's a rumor that it could happen. I want Punk and uh, Sami Zayn. Throw back some old school Ring of Honor as well. I want Punk versus everybody. Yeah, and I'm not going to cheer for him in any of them, but I gotta see it. Yeah, it's because I it's gotta see it. He is such a draw, such a draw. He's drawing me. I'm not going to cheer for him because he's a piece of shit human being. Only, there's only one that I don't care to see. Okay, maybe more than one, but the first one that came to mind because the other two guys, I'm thinking of. One of them is basically retired, and the other one is Randy Orton. Punk and Lesnar, I do not need to see it. But any no, facet no. of any facet of Punk being involved with Lesnar, Cena, Orton, don't care. Yeah, Punk I mean, Styles? Punk yeah. Styles? Yes. Just yes, thought about Punk that. Styles. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. Punk and Styles. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who else gotta, is like I gotta change my britches? Like I need to I need to pull these things up real quick. Hold on. Um I took these screenshots. So we're gonna get off of the punk thing real quick. Uh this one Joe sent us last week. So we're gonna go back to Randy Orton real quick. WWE the last time when Randy Orton was on TV before Survivor Series. Yeah. Vince McMahon was not retired. Cody Rhodes didn't tear his peck yet. Damage control did not exist. Kevin Owens was feuding with Ezekiel. Ricochet was the Intercontinental Champion. Pat McAfee was still commentating for SmackDown. Edge was still the leader of the Judgment Day. Oh my and God. Sub was still leading, uh, teaming with his dad. The, to think of all of that information is just insane. That's just the Randy Orton one. WWE, the last time CM Punk was on Monday Night Raw. The Yes movement was heating up. The Shield was still together. Kane, Derpy Kane was full time. The Streak was still alive. AJ oh Styles was an impact. Shinsuke Nakamura was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Finn Balor was in Bullet Club. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were together. Insane. We got to talk more about um, some New Japan references that happened this week, but... Man, my God, that that's a list. What was that? <laughs> what year are we talking about here? 2015? 14. 2014. Okay. Yeah. He left. Uh, he get, he was given his letter the day of his wedding or something like that. 
Um, we never said the beer rating for the main event, by the way. What was it? 7.25. And then that makes the total 20. And 20 beers. 20 beers even? 20 beers even. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was CM Punk um, and Randy Orton coming back. I... I really want the heel punk and the corporate thing and the I I want that so bad. To I think end they're gonna have ne- the best success with fans if he's heel. Yeah, you could turn him face later when he's when it's uh when in, we're in the twilight era of his career. Oh yeah, when when we get it's past time the for fact him that he's to go. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the 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 thing about the the behavioral clause in his contract? No. Apparently, apparently, I guess apparently that's a thing, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, and I guess all the relationships are good backstage. Um, so, I, in my opinion, I mean, it's something is going to happen within the next year. I hope like, not. I, I, Triple H said it. Um, people grow up. People are different people than they it. used to be. I also said it when he got fired, uh, from AEW. I was like, this wouldn't happen in WWE because they have a real boss who people respect and shit like this just doesn't happen. How often do you really hear about these things happening in WWE? Never. Almost never because the shit just gets squashed and the people there are professionals. Yeah. And in AEW, CM Punk was stuffing his face with, uh, what what was that at the brawl out? What was he eating? I don't know. Cupcakes? I don't, I don't think know. it was Piss, cupcakes. Mini struggle boy off. <laughs> no, I was talking about the brawl out when he was like, and I, he like stuffed his face and had a cupcake in his mouth. And he's like, and I work with fucking children. <laughs> talking about the, the, the elite. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. If there's anything else you think of, just speak up. But um, let's just uh, like, is let's just get into, I don't really give a shit. We're, we're running long here. Anything from the weekly recap that you feel like you need to talk about? Um, SmackDown did, and Collision, I don't care. I didn't watch either of those. I, um, I I think, did I actually watch Collision? I have notes on it. Is it from last week's Collision? It might be. Yeah, my Collision note, one, my last Collision note says Claudio versus Buddy at full gear. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was the night before. The let's night just before skip to, gear. Let's skip to Monday Night Raw then. I mean, we already talked about most of that. I mean, that. My only sucked. thing, the only thing I want to talk about on Monday Night Raw was the the new Cody Rhodes feud is Shinsuke Nakamura. It's mm. what everyone wanted um, yeah. when Shinsuke started making those comments, right? Um, but he said he is going to bring chaos to oh, Cody that's Rhodes. Right, I heard about that. Yeah. He said I, the words, I'm gonna bring chaos. I didn't really read Cody it Rhodes. As it was happening. And yeah. that right there is Kazuchika Okada coming. I hope so. I sure fucking hope so, but I want to think Okada, dude. I I want to say that he is going to come because I think it is actually going to happen. But I don't think this was. I don't think this was them hinting at that. I think this was them throwing. You know, I think they was just them trying to like fuck with us. I think it's them fucking with us, and also at the same time hoping that he's watching and being like, "Hey, man, you could be a big star on the show, make a lot of money." I am with your old pal Shinsuke. I gotta tell you, I'm incredibly excited for Shinsuke versus Cody at leading up to Rumble. 
Do you think Okada could get there as soon as the Rumble, if it does happen? No, I don't think he will. You don't think he'll come at all? And I don't think. I mean, C-O-M-E? I don't that. think he will show up until after Tokyo Dome. Which and is I January think, 4th. I think that in three weeks' time to show up in WWE would be... What in, Styles did. Would be crazy. It's exactly what AJ Styles did. Yeah, you're right. He wrestled Shinsuke at the Tokyo Dome. Imagine. Fucking awesome match at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Wrestled even more, I think. Uh, I think he wrestled the next night. No, the next night at New Year's Dash or whatever they call the January 5th show. I think it's New Year's Dash. He got kicked. That's when he got kicked out of the Bullet Club. And then the next time we saw him was at the Rumble. Here's what I'm starting to think. What if Seth Rollins and CM Punk does happen at Rumble and say CM Punk does get Roman Reigns at Mania? What if it's it's Cody versus Okada at Mania? And that's why they're willing to delay Cody finishing the story. I don't what if know. Okada no. shows up in the Rumble and Okada gets comes after Cody and Cody and Okada is Mania. Why would he go after Cody though? Because he's with chaos with fucking Shinsuke. Sure. Oh, duh. Shinsuke is going after Cody right now. Shinsuke's going after Cody right now. I would almost be okay with delaying the story for that. Okada versus Cody. Hmm. <gasps> There's very little you could tell me that's worth delaying the story, but that might be it. I just don't want it because we're going to be there, Chad. And also, if Roman is facing Punk at Mania, he's going to retain and he's just going to keep being the champ and it needs to stop. And I want to watch it. I want to see him lose at Mania. Oh, I want to see him lose so bad. But if they keep CM Punk as a face, they might 100% have him take the title off Roman. Just saying. God damn it. God damn it. Just saying. Uh, that's my only comment from Raw. Let me see if I had anything. Uh, Randy Orton said, Daddy's home. That was yeah. Funny. Oh, new some... intro song. Trash. Not good. Trash. Um, first hour was commercial free, which was literally just so they could do Tag Team Turmoil. I totally forgot that Tag Team Turmoil was announced for the show. Uh, also, uh, only the first 55 minutes were commercial free. The Creeds won tag team turnover turmoil and get a shot at Judgment Day, and I was shocked the Creeds won the match. Yeah, I thought uh, DIY looked good and the Creeds looked good, obviously because they won. Um, Imperium always looks good. Yeah, I mean they're they're like German subs. Uh, hold on, I've got one more comment for Raw. Drew splitting his fucking head open. Oh yeah, with the headbutt. Um, yeah, we had four basically like we had like a beginning of the show promo segment a nine o'clock and a 10 o'clock and an end of show promo segment from your, all of your biggest stars were involved in these promo segments. Punk, Orton, Seth, Orton started, and Cody. Orton started. Cody was next. Nakamura was there as well. Then Seth has his, has his. Drew shows up. Drew and Jay were there. Then Punk ended the show. The only person that's like a huge star that wasn't involved in any of that was, I guess, any of Judgment Day or like Sammy. But yeah, Judgment Day had their their moments on the card, the show. So yeah, like, so yeah, like uh, like our truth, uh, eating food in their in their oh, clubhouse yeah. and getting uh, hanging powdered out with sugar roll. all uh, yeah, <laughs> getting powdered sugar all over their couch, like it was a crime scene where they confiscated a bunch of cocaine. It was pretty funny. Um, I guess we move on to NXT real quick. Yeah, you can give me your three best things. Uh, number three, I the... didn't watch. Deadline Iron Survivor Series build. 
okay. continues. I'm what are so, the matches? We have a men and a women's. Right now, the Obviously. men's is Braun Breaker. Okay. Uh, Josh Briggs. Wow. Who did he beat? He beat Carmelo. Okay. So Camaro Lexus Carmelo. King interfered. Oh, um, I think I saw something on Twitter this week. Are you going to talk about Trick Williams? Trick Williams. The reveal. Oh, that's not a real reveal. I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. It's a fake reveal. It wasn't a actual video of anyone getting attacked. It was a video of just Lexus King following Trick Williams into a thing right before he got attacked. And I think 100% it was a fake out. They tried to tell you Lexus King did it, but all you saw in the video was him follow Trick Williams down a hallway. I agree. I um, saw the video. I guess I just assumed. I didn't watch I didn't watch the show, but I uh, who I else is in that match? Uh, is Lexus King in it? No. Good. Honestly, the the combatants are kind of low. Oh, Dijak's in it. Not okay. Not low. And key. Trick Williams is in it. Trick Williams is in it. Trick Williams, oh, Dijak. That's an awesome match. Trick Williams yeah. needs a win first of all. Trick Williams, Dijak, uh, Braun Breaker, and Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs, and then there's a fatal four way this week to the the fifth person. And is the it women's with all of the losers. No, is Mello in the fourth fatal four way? I don't remember who's in the fatal four way. God, Melo needs to be in that match. Uh, you've got Lash Legend, Kate, Kalani Jordan. All right, Tiffany Stratton. Okay, good. Sup, and Blair Davenport so far for okay, the she's good the women's. And I assume they're also having a fatal four way. Um, no, they're also gonna have a fatal four way this week for the fifth spot. Yep. Okay. So the build, the build your number three. The bill for those, I love in that build. I'm excited as hell for those matches. I really I like, love those fucking I matches. I love the concept of that match. Like, just the fact that it's just so, I don't know, nothing I've ever seen before until last year. Yep. So, I like it's, it's similar to me as the King of the Mountain match in TNA. Um, They have a cage, like a penalty box cage in that match and everything. Okay. But um, it is original still, and I really big fan. I love Iron Survivor. Very excited for Deadline. It's not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. Um, but with that being said, uh, I'll put number two is the Trick Mellow stuff still building. Okay. Um, where are we at with that? They, it's they, they're basically the point where they're saying that it's Trick is kind of starting to believe Carmelo that he didn't do it. Is I think the, it's all a big swerve. Is the crowd believing it? The crowd is on the side of Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Well, that's because it's the CWC, CWC. And a bunch of fucking idiots. Okay. But so it's going to be mellow, right? It's got to be mellow. I think the Lexus King thing's a swerve. Cool. Um, I will say my number one from this past week was the high quality matchups that just happened throughout the show. Yeah. Um, There was a tag team title match between the family and uh, Chase you No, Umberto and uh angel garza oh that was that pile driver spot i saw yes a very good match incredible opener to the show um you had a Ilya dragunov versus nathan frazier match just just in the middle of the card i saw Ilya dragunov basically murder nathan frazier on a it was awesome and then you had a main event where you had three former north american champions and wesley also a former north american champion but four former north american champions in a fatal four-way to face Dominic Mysterio at the next pay-per-view. Obviously, what Wesley was always going to win. Thank God. But um, it was incredible. It was one of the best TV matches I've watched in a long time from NXT. And it was the main event. Um, Wesley won. He gets Dominic at the next pay-per-view. I think he will win. Yeah. I but mean, 
kind of has to, right? God damn, it was it was a great episode of NXT when it came to quality of wrestling. Good. I'm glad. Um yeah, I mean, I don't really have any takes. I guess I'm I mean, obviously I'll have to make predictions for that not on the show, but here in a couple weekends and defend my title. So that's going to be rough. I'm probably going to lose, but nah, you're not gonna that many matches fine. on the card. There's not that many matches on the card. So if I just wait for you to make your picks and then I just copy them all. Oh, no, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> and then I te- post yours and, first. And then I text you and say, oh, Chad, yours are all the same as mine. That's crazy. If you want to win, you're going to have to change something. I did, by the way, when that did happen, I that this is not that's not what happened. My picks were no, I, I assumed that was like one of the easiest cards to predict. <laughs> um, so I assume that's not what happened, but yeah, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna make you p- tell me what you picked first. I'm not gonna send you picks until you tell me what you got now. That's a fucking sheet scandal right there. <laughs> uh, shall we finish off with dynamite? Finish out the show, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the continental classic? Just the idea. I, like the idea but i'm struggling to give a shit same mostly because it's for a new title that's going to be combined and it's a triple crown champion i just don't care it's like we do not need more titles on this fucking card oh my god the g1 is for something it's to get a shot at the dude at the biggest show of the year yeah this is for some new stupid title that doesn't matter so why should i give a fuck doesn't matter who's in the tournament you're wrestling for something i don't care at all about no three titles none of which i care about we don't need more titles on this fucking show well i think everything will get combined into one is the thing if that's what happens i still do not care no neither do i and the crazy part about it is it is such a huge portion of it's what is happening of the show yeah, there was like an MJF promo, and that was about it. Yeah, I have a note from last week that says Dan Housen is back. Um, so we do have that. But other than that, like every match is like a Continental Classic match. We're doing this. Um, we're doing like every match. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, which I guess adds some intrigue. But if I don't care, it's hard to say like that the intrigue's there. Yeah. I just can't. I can't get into it. Maybe I will at the end when we get down to like, oh, these matches actually matter. Like, yeah, every match in a every match in a round robin should matter. But at the same time, it's like the early matches really don't matter. I don't know. Um, Two more things from this dynamite that I wanted to talk about. One was the MJF stuff um, that we the, the portion of that that we didn't mention was right after he got attacked by the dudes in the masks, uh, the disciples of the devil, the unknown is what they're being called, I guess. Um, looks a lot like retribution, by the way. Um, which made some people theorize that it's Mustafa Ali. Um, <laughs> no. But right after that, and there was a large man in a mask, Wardlow had a match. And he came out, and his hair looked like he had just taken off a mask. He had That's like most, what looked like sex hair. It was ridiculous. like staticky and sticking up. Like you could, it looked like he had just taken off a mask. Ridiculous. It makes no sense. But I mean, it does. But like, he shouldn't be in this like I hate MJF faction. He should just be by himself. 
but I don't know. regardless, every I, everything AEW is doing right now is just not hitting, and everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not um, enjoying any of this. The other thing is next week there is a TNT title match in Montreal, Quebec, Canada between Christian Cage and Edge. Oh, yay. Christian Cage on last night's Dynamite uh, tried to, because he doesn't have his boys with him, um, Dinosaur and Nick Wayne, tried to get out of the match because it was already scheduled, basically. Um, Tried to get out of the match and um, tried to, like, convince edge to team with him again basically and edge's face the whole time you know it looked convincing it was a convincing argument and right at the end uncensored well edge edge i think i think he gave him a low blow or something like that i don't remember um christian was on the ground and edge was about to leave and he walked back picked up the mic and was like oh by the way uncensored says go fuck yourself on live tv no bleeps. Oh, boy. It all come full circle. Now we're all telling each other to go fuck ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so that that's happening next week. And I just read my notes again. I have one more thing to talk about that I had a gripe with this week. Um, Dante Martin's back. Congrats to him because of the injury that he sustained. Uh, they showed the injury. No. Twice. That's one of the most gruesome things I've seen in a wrestling ring. As I watched that fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Like why they felt the need to do that, I don't know, but there we go. That was uh, that was dynamite. <laughs> yeah, so, I I gotta be honest. I uh, I stopped after about an hour and fifteen minutes, and I didn't enjoy most of what I watched up to that point. So, AEW, you gotta get better. They're they are not doing well right now. I'm not enjoying watching them. I. I'm inclined to watch NXT, but I mean, if I just, you know, put dynamite on in the background and like do some other shit, it's probably more worth it because the more interesting stuff is bound to happen on dynamite. Plus MJF is on that show and he's one of my favorites right now. So yes. Yeah. I don't even like what they're doing with MJF. So yeah, I guess it's just so gimmicky. It's just not really my thing right now. I gotta be honest. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah. WWE though. Raw and SmackDown are must watch every week for me. My, uh, they're they're almost at must watch live for me. Both shows, it's just incredible. Um, all right, next week. Um, so with the fact that for definitely one of us is not going to be here next week, do we want to do a retro? I really would prefer we do because I really want to get moving on them. But if you don't, I can I understand. I mean, I will watch it. It's just I don't know if because Joe's not here, I don't know if he'll watch it. <laughs> and if it ends up being you and him next week, it'll just be you talking about a retro that he didn't watch. Uh, Potentially. Let's, just, let's put it in the group chat then and say, are you going to watch it? And if he says, yeah, he'll watch it and he'll have commentary on it, then we can do it. I don't even know what it is, though. It's insurrection. Are you sure? Yeah, I wrote out what the like the next three months of podcast should look like oh wow and that's with us only doing predictions for the big the big five yeah. on each side yeah. yeah okay wow good for you um all right so potentially watching insurrection wow that's a that's a isn't that a uk show that is a uk show wow, so i'm sure that'll one. be really good damn it i kind of 
if I'm not here next week and you guys do talk insurrection, I obviously have the liberty to come back the following week to discuss my major my major points from that show. Totally. <laughs> Things I found the funniest. All right. Well, either way, we will have a show next week. We just don't know what it looks like yet because kind of because of Joe, but we will see. Uh, as always, you can follow us on social media at DDT Russell Pod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Chad. We'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about you.